Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hello, and welcome to the Motherhood Merged podcast. My name is Erin Kraber, and I appreciate you tuning in to episode 22. I feel like there are some new listeners tuning in lately, and I am so excited to have you here. I started this podcast in January of 2021 with one true intention, and that is to simply make life easier for moms. My background is in corporate marketing, college athletics marketing to be exact, but I'm also a mother, a wife, a sister, a daughter, among many other roles and responsibilities in my life. I think it's really easy for women to lose themselves in the hustle and grind of the day-to-day. We get caught up in making all the plans and doing all the things for everyone around us that we don't always get the opportunity to check in and see if we are on track with our own personal goals and feel satisfied in that place where career life merges with family life. And that's what gave me the name for this podcast, actually. This idea that at this stage in my career and working mom life, I'm trying to handle the merge gracefully and successfully. I'll be honest and say there are days when I feel like I'm not winning at anything and not graceful at all, which as a former dancer is a tough feeling. But I don't want to think only about those moments at the end of each day. I want the times when I'm rocking the morning routine, the kids are off to school without anything left behind, and my work presentation was awesome, to stick out even further. Before I dive into today's podcast topic, I wanted to share something you might have seen a couple of weeks ago. And I read this online, and it actually made a whole lot of sense and somewhat explained my need to control these many different roles and responsibilities in my life. Born in 1982, I'm considered a millennial, part of that latchkey generation who is sort of just left to figure things out on their own. And now that we're quickly becoming the largest component of the workforce, we're taking our roles as thought leaders and trendsetters seriously. We aren't always satisfied with the status quo of life, both in business and in parenting. One specific article on Medium had me laughing because digital teamwork expert by the name of Erica Dewan described those of us born between 1980 and 1985 as geriatric millennials. Now, at first, I wasn't sure if it was meant to be offensive or funny, but the more I read, the more sense it made. I do identify as a geriatric millennial. We've seen a lot of rapid changes in the world around us, and we are some of the only demographic able to successfully straddle this strange line between the tech-averse and the tech-dependent. We had dial-up internet, but are completely comfortable with the latest iPhone. We can communicate in GIFs or emojis, but still know how to speak professionally on the phone or take a message. We're also expert multitaskers with the inherent need to ensure the well-being of those around us. I think I definitely check all those boxes. Now, maybe you felt that you identify with this nickname, or maybe you don't fit into this age demographic to begin with, and either is okay. I brought up this piece of news because it hit on a few key things that weigh me down as a working professional and mother. 
this idea that we are straddling two worlds and that we are expert multitaskers. Regardless of when you were born or the age of your children, all moms carry a bit of this mental load. It's navigating the merge of all of the things you're responsible for that can really weigh you down. It makes things challenging, overwhelming, and straight up exhausting at times. So how do we as women with many responsibilities feel more successful in our day-to-day time and energy management? Now, isn't that the million-dollar question, right? I may be a geriatric millennial and think I know best, but I really don't have all the answers. I do, however, think it's helpful to share the tips and tricks that have worked well for me and others I know. I'm a big believer in not recreating the wheel with every situation I encounter. I like to look around and see how things are working before I jump into something new. I like to solicit advice from others facing similar challenges and then formulate an approach that might work best for me. And if it doesn't, just try something else. Having said that, my intention for today's podcast isn't to answer this question about how to make you a more productive you exactly, but to give you some ideas that have worked for other women in similar roles. You can pick and choose or try a little bit of different things and see what works best for you. And if you're doing some of these things already and they're working well for you, that's great. I love a good success story, so share it, sister. Time to dive into five proven productivity hacks for women like you. Let me ask you a question. Are you the best kept secret in your town? You are the thing that makes your business, product, or service unique. Not what you do or how you do it. Start telling people about who you are and watch your connections grow. Connections that lead to an engaged audience and more customers. Not sure what I mean? Or not sure if this applies to you or your business? I can help. And this month, I'm opening up some free brand audit sessions. Spend 30 minutes telling me about who you are and what you do, and I'll give you an easy-to-follow and customized plan for the critical next steps. If you own a business or provide a service, I am talking to you. Visit Aaron Kraber. Com to schedule your free audit call today. If you listen to this podcast or follow me on social, you might have heard or seen a phrase I preach and believe in wholeheartedly. And it's that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. This applies to a lot of things from your career to your business to how you run your household and the activities your children participate in. You can do anything, but not everything and not at the same time. And thinking you can or have to is a recipe for disaster. This shift in your mindset is the top hack on my list. Number one, stop believing you have to do it all. Again, not a new message for me to preach, but I'm not going to stop because it's that important. In episode nine of the Motherhood Merge podcast, I first shared my thoughts on the motherhood mindset. The title of episode 9 is called Permission to Let Things Be Easy. Shifting your mindset towards this concept is the first step in being focused and intentional. It's more like a giant leap, if I'm being honest, because it means letting go of the expectations you place on yourself. It means giving yourself the permission to prioritize the things that are most important in a given day and let the rest go. When you truly believe you don't actually have to do it all and all at the same time, you give yourself a different perspective. It takes the pressure off from the start. So rather than trying to fit a long list of tasks into one 24-hour day, 
you're open to flexibility and making adjustments to attack your time differently. Shifting your mindset isn't a measurable productivity hack, but it's still an important thing to consider first. I personally like to set aside some time on Sundays to reset for the week ahead. And I do that by reviewing calendars and making lists to get everything out of my head. That helps me start the week with a plan of action and clear intentions. Hack number two I have to share is a method of prioritizing called the big three. You can take this one big picture like annually or quarterly or micro like a daily big three. This is a simple method where you narrow your focus down to the three most important priorities for the time period, and you do nothing else until the work on those three is complete. Now, this doesn't mean you might not have other things on your to-do list or as a part of your action plan, but you commit to writing down your top three things and making progress towards those things first. In your mom life, your big three might include a load of laundry, a trip to the grocery store, and getting a child to a practice on time. So you would use these big three to set up your intention for the day, and your measurement of success is to get these three things done. In your business, you might consider using this method on multiple levels. Create a big three list of projects or goals for the month or quarter, and then have your personal daily big three as a way to break down your tasks into smaller, more manageable, and focused pieces. Hacks number three and four are similar, but different approaches to your daily schedule. Hack three is called time blocking, and hack four is called batch working. Time blocking is a method of dividing your day to focus on specific tasks for a set period of time. It's basically a fancy way to remind yourself to set aside the time you need to complete a task, focus, and get it done. If you are like me and live and die by a calendar, this method works really well. I can go into my Google Calendar for home or Outlook Calendar for work and set aside time for the specific items on my list for the day. You can even color code them if you like. This way, when the reminder pops up, I know it's time to shift focus and get that item handled. One thing to consider when it comes to time blocking is Parkinson's law. Now, if you haven't heard of that, it's the adage that any task expands to take up the time you give it. For example, if you block two hours in your afternoon to work on a task like your payroll or folding loads of laundry, you will find yourself using up all the time to complete the task. So a potential downside is that maybe folding laundry or your payroll really could only take 30 minutes. But since you gave yourself two hours, you might find yourself putting it off or letting yourself get distracted along the way. To time block effectively, you have to be intentional and diligent to really make it work for you. Same with hack number four, batch working. This is actually one of my favorite hacks, and aside from mindset, it's the one I've been able to stick with as a regular productivity strategy. Batch working is a calendaring or prioritizing system, but instead of setting aside time for one task per day, it's all the tasks of the same kind in one sitting. It's a way to knock out a lot of things fairly quickly. When there are recurring items on my list, this works really well because it helps me minimize something I'm a little too good at, and that is multitasking. Batchworking forces you to focus in on the same task either for a set period of time or until they are done. For example, 
I write a lot of ad copy in my day job. I have time set aside on Mondays where I will minimize all my other tabs and focus in on updating all the ad and social copy for the week in one go. I don't move on into the next thing until all the updates for the week are sent out or I've made them myself. I personally am not great at this one, but batch working is a good way to take care of things like household chores. Set aside one day a week to get all the laundry done for the family. Start to finish. Just get it done and check it off until the same time next week. Batch working doesn't mean you'll get a certain number of things done each day, but rather it creates a regular and more efficient schedule. Multitasking might seem like a great way to get a lot done at once, but research has shown that our brains are not nearly as good at handling multiple tasks as we like to think they are. In fact, some researchers suggest that multitasking can actually reduce productivity by as much as 40%. So both time blocking and batch working aim to minimize the multitasking. My fifth and final productivity hack for this episode is outsourcing. Yep, straight up, use your resources and get someone else to do the thing for you. Now, before you tell me all the reasons you can't do that, let me name a few brands that have been created for this very thing. Shipped, DoorDash, Molly Maids, Uber, Instacart, HelloFresh, Daily Harvest, Stitch Fix, Amazon Prime, BarkBox. I could literally go on and on. These brands were built and exist because they make life easier for people across the globe. There is demand. While outsourcing does require you to give up some control over the task itself, what it provides in exchange is usually so much better. If you love to cook, but grocery shopping takes a significant amount of time you could be spending with your family or on another task, you can subscribe to a meal prep service like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. A personal example for me is house cleaning. Several years ago, my in-laws offered this service up as a gift to us back when our first daughter was born, and I resisted hard. It seemed very bougie and privileged, very extra, and very not something we should be spending our money on. But their point was, at that point, I worked all the time, including a ton of nights and weekends. I didn't have a ton of time to keep up with the more detailed cleaning. And more than that, why would I want to stress myself out on the one day or even a half day I would get off in the week by feeling forced to spend it cleaning instead of with my family. They gifted it to us for a time, and honestly, we haven't gone back. It's a once a month, or even less than that expense, but we'll always find a way to use a local independent service to help us spend more time together. It's not a luxury, it's something we have made a priority. When you look at the opportunity cost, it really does make sense. In your business, you might consider hiring a virtual assistant, or additional staff to help out with more entry-level tasks so you can focus on driving revenues or creating products. If you're spending a lot of time in the weeds, there might be a cost-effective solution that will pay for itself in terms of freedom and sanity. Outsourcing is also the reason services like Fiverr for design needs and LegalZoom for legal advice exist. Their primary function is to work for you on the things that are necessary but not really moving your business forward on a daily basis. Now, I've given you my top five productivity hacks, all of which I personally use or have used. 
As a geriatric millennial, I'm an avid multitasker, so focusing on ways to improve my time management and efficiency, both at work and at home, really make a big difference. If I can set my intentions by prioritizing my to-do list first, then minimize the jumping from task to task, I feel so much more productive at the end of the day. In the days when I feel unorganized or scattered, I tend to jump from task to task, and then I don't feel like I've accomplished anything, and it does get frustrating. Now, I'm not perfect at this, and I'm a work in progress, and I'm committed to finding new hacks and tricks of the trade to be more efficient with my time and energy, both at work and at home. I'd really love to hear from you on this topic. If you've learned a thing or two along the way and have something that works for you at home or at work or in your business, I would love to hear it. Take a screenshot of this episode, post it to your stories with your tip, and tag me. I'll be sure to shout you out and share your tips. And remember, you don't have to recreate the wheel. If you find something you think could work for you, steal it. And if not, keep working at it until you discover what works best for you and your needs. Motherhood is a fantastic sisterhood, so share your knowledge. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.